Welcome to episode 38 of the Aligned Women podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us today. We are bringing you a brand new guest to the show, Dr. Cheryl Schmidt. And before we get started, I just wanted to remind you, if you're not yet already a member of Mama Chiropractors, our free Facebook group for moms who are chiropractors, then head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash mama chiropractors, or make it easy on yourself. If you're listening on your iPhone, just tap the picture of the podcast cover art and the clickable links for this show will appear there and you can request to join us. Now, of course you must be a mom and a chiropractor to join our group, but if you are both of those things, we would love to get to know you there. All right, let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the show for moms who are chiropractors. This show will bring you guests to share their stories, their struggles, their experiences, and me, your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, so that you can create a practice that's right for you and your family. Hi, Mama Chiropractors. I'm here today with Dr. Cheryl Schmidt. Dr. Cheryl, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks to you for taking time out of your day today to be on the show with me. I would love for you to start off by telling us more about you and your family first. Okay, great. Um, So I have been a chiropractor now for 17 years. I started in chiropractic as a young child being adjusted myself. I have four kids now. Um, I have a 12-year-old, almost 13, an 8-year-old, a 5-year-old, and one baby girl who's almost a year old now. Uh, A little bit about me, I guess. I I homeschool. That's why I'm here today, I guess. And I also just got involved in doing triathlons and endurance running and events like that. So, and we just moved to a farm. So we have chickens and a new cat and some animals. So that's a little bit about me if there's any other questions you have I guess I can answer them but um yeah that's me in a nutshell tell us more about what your practice looks like these days okay um I practice with my husband he's also a chiropractor and we have an office that we own we have an old older house that was built in the 1920s that we renovated into an office and uh, he works three days a week Monday Wednesday and Friday and I work two days a week. I work Tuesdays and Fridays right now. Actually, this is my last week. Starting next week, I'm going to be working Tuesdays and Thursdays so that our office will be open um, five days a week. Um, I focus on families, pregnancy, um, pediatric care. He does more athletes, um, injury-based things. So between the two of us, we have a full-time practice, basically. How has your practice evolved through the years being a married couple and having four children along the way too? Um, just, I guess the biggest thing is trying to find what works for our family, what our balance is. My husband also loves to coach um, track and field. He's a pole vault coach. So right now he's doing that as well. Um, and then I think the more kids you have, the more you just have to kind of juggle things. You have to find people to help you with things. You have to, um, 
you have to find what fits for your family and for everybody that's going to be a little different and we also had to find kind of where we fit within our office almost um, what skill set we were both really good at and we kind of stuck with that skill set so we balance each other really well um, between the family and the practice I think there are a lot of husband and wife teams in our mama chiropractor community and one of the things that comes up often is how does a husband and wife team work together and keep a happy and healthy marriage in the process what are your thoughts about that that's a good question i've been married 17 years and it hasn't always been easy i will say that for sure um i don't know if there is any real gem there i mean everybody's relationship is going to be different everybody's dynamic is going to be different everybody's personalities is going to be different so um, what works for one person might not work for another. Um, I think for me, making sure that I have a lot of my own interests, my own focus, and not necessarily relying on my husband to do things for me or expect him to fill any voids that I have myself and vice versa. Um, I don't know, just being confident, being compassionate with each other, um, talking, <laughs> making mm -hmm. sure you communicate with your partner. Um, I mean, there's so many things that just any, any day you have to make sure that you aren't holding grudges because of lack of communication. There's, I mean, a multitude of things, but I think the, the big thing is making sure that you communicate with each other and you don't hold things in if you have disagreements. Um, yeah, his practice is a little different than mine. So his patients and my patients don't always uh, mesh. He sees his and I see mine. So we have two separate practices almost within one office. So we don't really even, we practice together, but it's not like we're practicing together, together all the time, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Was it a conscious choice for the two of you to practice uh, in the same practice, but not together? Um, no, not really. We really started out with the same vision. It's just he, he got more involved in sports and actually injury care, um, which was kind of funny because we were both wellness-based doctors that wanted to do families. Um, but he was, he's a really good problem solver. He's very analytical. Um, and so he had a couple of patients that came in with workers' injuries that were, um, they had an interpreter, so the interpreting service. And the interpreting service saw that he did such an amazing job with their um, examination and their reports and their follow-up care that she started referring tons and tons of people to him. So his practice kind of molded into that just because of the referral source. And I've always kind of veered away from the heavy paperwork. Um, I'm more of a relationship person, relationship chiropractor, um, and taking care of moms and babies was my passion. So I developed my referral network in that area. So, so we just kind of, divided naturally within our our practice so it wasn't a conscious effort that we really did he still does 
families and wellness care, and he still educates his injury patients on the true meaning of chiropractic and following up with care after they're feeling better and, and those things. But, but yeah, it was more of a, you know, what our, what our strengths were, and then we just followed that path a little bit more. Yes. You know, the interesting thing about strengths is that we sometimes don't know what they are when we first start out in practice and we may not even have them yet. And it takes time for them to develop and for them to become more clear to us. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think that your journey through practice with your husband and your family is a testament to that, that it has evolved over time and you've allowed that to be okay as well. Oh yeah. I mean, there have been, there have definitely been bumps in the road and questioning and wanting to know what's okay. There's a lot of, um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have a practice look a certain way. Um, and so if you don't follow exactly what is okay for say like the straight chiropractor or you don't want to be a mixer, there's all these terms thrown around there. Um, and I think as long as you are okay with where you are and you focus on how you're helping people. Um, it's, it's sometimes difficult, but, but it's all worth it in the end. What, what you've just described sounds to me a lot like how I have felt in my journey in practice over the last almost 10 years, where there have been times that I have felt like I have to do things a certain way and then find that doing things that expected way whoever's expectation that is, mine or someone else's, has not really been the best thing for my family um, and has led to, you know, make, having to make some big, big changes that were scary <laughs> at certain times oh, yeah. too. Has there ever been a time that you and or you and your husband have had to make some big changes or even some sacrifices in practice or with your family? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, there's always going to be you can't do everything. We can't have a practice that sees 500 people a day or, you know, unless we had a bunch of associates and, um, and to, we have to figure out what's, what's right for us and what our, what we want for our family. I mean, I, I work two days a week, so of course I'm not going to have a huge high volume practice because of that. You just have to work more if you want to see that many people. Um, I, I wanted to focus on my family and provide for them financially, but also emotionally and physically and be there for them as much as I could be. So there's a balance there of trying to make sure you're working enough to be able to financially support your family, but also make sure you have enough time to, to be there for them. Um, I grew up in a family where I had a stay-at-home mom, and I didn't realize how how important that was to have somebody there all the time for me and not have to be in daycare or um, under someone else's care for the majority of my childhood. And some, I mean, it's not that you can't do that and kids thrive in those environments as well. It's just something that I felt strongly that I wanted to do. So, so yeah, I sacrificed having a really busy practice and you know speaking or doing things like that that would take me away from my family and I may get into that as they get older but right now I have I have little people at home that need me around a lot more so 
You do, yeah. Your youngest is not even a year old yet. No, she's a, yeah. almost almost there, but not quite. This brings me to ask more about the, the thing that I wanted to talk to you specifically about in our chat today, which was homeschooling. And specifically, because there are lots of moms, myself included, who consider homeschooling their children, but a big part of that decision is how do I make the time for all of this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, well, for one, we don't do traditional homeschooling. I think that that helps in a lot of ways. It takes some pressure off. Um, it's not for everybody because some people just don't want to do it this way, but we do um, a form of schooling that's a lot of time referred to as unschooling. People also call it life learning or free schooling. So we don't follow a set curriculum. We don't follow the school. The reason we're homeschooling is because we don't really, we don't really I don't know, believe in, I don't know if that's the right term, we don't really conform to the idea that school has to be taught like it's taught in public schools. Mm -hmm. um, kids don't need to learn things at a certain age with their same age group peers. Some kids are going to have a aptitude more towards like math type things and some kids are going to love to read, some kids are going to be artists and some kids are going to be musicians and some kids are going to be just climbing trees until they're eight years old and moving their body and being active and learning all kinds of things outside in nature. So kids learn in all different kinds of ways and they learn things at different rates. Um, so we wanted to foster that in our kids and support that. So we chose this type of schooling. Um, so we don't have to get up at eight o'clock in the morning and do school from nine o'clock to two o'clock in the afternoon and have our subjects and they have let them have their breaks, have recess and lunch. I mean, it's, it doesn't look like that at all when we're at home. We, uh, the best way to describe it, I think, is what would you do with your kids? Um, there's a couple of good ways. What would you do with your kids when, uh, when you have summer vacation? Like, what do you guys do? That's pretty much what you do all year round with unschooling. We may take them to some museums a little bit more or, you know, throw in a little bit of facts here and there. But they ask questions, we answer them. We go on quote-unquote field trips. We go on, we just have them do things around the house that we're doing. They gather chicken eggs for us and help feed the chickens and take care of the animals. And when my husband's building something, they'll go out there and help build things with them. And we go on you know, skiing and they do that and we go to different areas of the world. We've been to Mexico and Hawaii and took my son to DC for about a week, things like that. So we, we, uh, we fit it into our lives. We don't fit, we don't have to fit the schooling in. It's just part of our life. Um, so that helps in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, and it's just, and finding people to help you do things. I mean, we have a support in the community that helps me with my kids. I have a father-in-law who helps a lot watching the kids and doing things with them. And then I have other people who are homeschooling their kids who help to watch the kids for me if I have to do something work-related or 
something for myself. Mm-hmm. So I also try to find time for myself when I got involved in triathlons and, you know, go get a pedicure once in a while or something like that, you know. So having a community of support and then also not feeling like you have to follow a certain way of doing things are probably the two biggest things to, to making it work. Yeah, one of the biggest advantages to homeschooling is the freedom that you have with your schedule and with your location as well, right? Yeah. So you can take that to a whole new level if you are not just homeschooling, but uh, yeah, free schooling or unschooling, if that's what feels best for you and for your family. Dr. Cheryl, what would you say are some of the drawbacks maybe of having your kids at home? Well, there are certainly days where it would be nice to drive them to the school and drop them off at 8 o'clock in the morning and be able to have the day to myself to be able to do things and not have to worry about who's watching them or shuffling off to some event and then just picking them up at 3 o'clock and having a set schedule. Um, but other than that, and that's not even that often because usually it's not a big deal. I. I love having my kids at home and them growing up together and knowing each other. Um, my brother is three years older than me, and really, we didn't even get to know each other as, as kids because we were always in school and doing our own thing and hardly ever even home together. So I think it's great that they get to be they get to be together as kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, having them home all the time sometimes, sometimes you need a break and you can't find that person to help you for the day. But but that's really the only downside I see. Um, and sometimes the kids, I would say they, as they get a little bit older, as my 12-year-old gets on to be 13, sometimes he doubts himself a little bit. And I think that's pretty typical at that age anyway, no matter if they're homeschooled or public schooled or private schooled or how they're schooled. But um, starting to doubt that he's he knows as much as he should. So we just have to spend more time on showing him how great he is and how much he knows and and giving him resources to learn as much as he wants. Yeah, I think that sounds pretty normal of not even just a 12 or 13 year old, but almost anybody. Yeah. <laughs> we all have doubts about ourselves, right? And we need our community to help support us and lift us up. I think they just start to really kind of realize that when they get to be around that age. Before that, they're just want to have fun and play and they're not too worried about things. So in this journey for you, being a chiropractor, being a mom of four babies, um, being a wife, being a triathlete and having some chickens roaming around your home how do you hmm, what's my question I think my question is more so what advice would you give to another mom if she's feeling like whoa how does Cheryl do all of that how does she make it look good um it always looks good I call it the Facebook filter (laughs) yeah so everybody has their struggles and you are not alone in your struggles um I have my struggles Um, but I try to look at the big picture and everything and I try to do things that not only make my family happy but really that make me happy so 
like doing triathlons is kind of crazy at this stage of my life. I have to admit it's, it takes time. It takes training, but it's my sanity. I mean, <laughs> I get to get out there and ride my bike or get in the pool and swim or run. And I'm by myself. It's, it's how I keep myself together. And I didn't start doing those until I already had three kids. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, just adding that to my life made a huge difference in how I felt. It, it made me feel so much better to do that for myself um, because I was felt like I was doing everything for everybody else. And we're in a profession where we give and give and give and give. And yes, we get a lot from it, but we're giving a lot of energy, a lot of emotion to this profession. And we have to do things that fill our own bucket so having finding time for that, I think, is one of the best things I've ever done. Um, yes, it adds more to my schedule, but it also keeps me on target and focused because I have less time to have less fluff time in my day. I have to get it these things done, um, but also not worrying about what you look like compared to everybody else. And just living true to what's in your heart. If it's too much for you, just don't do it or cut out things that aren't ringing true. And if it feels good to do it, then find a way to keep on doing it. Um, No one's life has to look the same and it's not a competition. It's your life. So (laughs) (laughs) it took a while for me to to figure out. I almost got out of chiropractic because I felt like I wasn't meeting the expectations of the profession that we heard. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I didn't. And I've now found my tribe of people who say that's okay. So yeah, it's don't worry about what other people are doing. Just do what's what feels right. What rings true to your heart. It sounds kind of cliche and, but it's, it's really, really true. Where is your family heading next? What's in store for your future? Huh. Who knows? <laughs> um, I try not to look too far ahead, really. I mean, I do in a way we have goals and visions and things that we want to accomplish, but I also don't get all bogged up in it, I guess. Because um, mm-hmm. my kids are part of the dynamic and we have between me and my husband and my four children, there's six of us that all have something that we love to do, that we are passionate about, and that's ever changing. So if I sit there and go, this is what is going on with my family. Well, heck, two weeks from now, I have a son who might say, mom, I want to do this. Who knows what that is? And I'm like, well, that isn't in the plan. We can't do that. (laughs) Um, So it... I try to keep it fluid. I try to let let everybody in my family know that we're there to support them in their dreams or their whims or their interests. And so I can't really I can't really say where we're headed next. I mean, I know our office is still going to be here. We're still planning on working kind of the same hours and. Um, I, every year around this time, I ask my kids if they want to homeschool again next year or if they want to go to public school because it's always their choice. 
so far. They don't want to go to public school. But, um, yeah, if all of a sudden one year they say, yep, I want to go to public school, then that's going to change things a little bit. So, yeah. Um, but we are going to be building a new house in the next two or three years. That's about the only thing I know for certain because we bought some land. But <laughs> everything else is kind of in in flux. We hope to just continue to grow and see where life takes us. And I'm interested to see where the how the teenage years go because my son will be 13 this summer and it's amazing and terrifying all at the same time. Um, yeah, and watching my little baby girl start to get up and explore the world and just, I don't know, just live and appreciate them and what we have now because, you know, who knows what's going to happen 10 minutes from now. I wish we had like goldfish brains. We could just live in the moment all the time. <laughs> so, but yeah, that doesn't really answer the question. <laughs> it does actually answer it perfectly, I think, because we often put so much pressure on ourselves to have plans and to have goals and to have objectives and to know where we're going and what we're doing. Right. But there's some validation for it to be okay that sometimes we just, we get to live in the moment more and be grateful for what we have now and not worry so much about what's going to happen next. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, so I don't want to say like not to have goals, but you have to kind of, have a plan on where you want to be, I guess, but um, but also you have to allow for for life to evolve and unfold, and especially when you have so many different people that are involved in it, and all their little lives are evolving separately around you. It's a kind of a constant circus. You know, there's always like different rings of things going on at the same time, and um, and it's an amazing, colorful beautiful circus but it can be a little chaotic at sometimes and um and yeah and i have my own my own goals but but other people are involved as well so mm -hmm. yeah and that's maybe that's probably the key to being married still for <laughs> 17 years and working with your husband is is realizing that you know it's not all about about me it's more about us mm -hmm. Awesome. Dr. Cheryl, thank you so much for your time today. If there's someone that's listening to the show who would like to connect with you and learn more about you, where's the best place for her to find you? Um, well, you can, you can Facebook friend me. It's just Cheryl Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-T-T. -T. Uh, my office is Vital Chiropractic in Mount Vernon, Washington. Um, we also have a Facebook page there. You could like it and contact me through that as well so that's probably the best way to get in touch with me if you have questions or want to email me you can also just email me at cheryl c-h-e-r-y-l at vitalchiro.com um yeah those are some of the good ways of getting hold of me anyway awesome dr cheryl thank you again so much for your time i really appreciate it you're very welcome i hope i helped a little bit anyway absolutely Hey mama, I want to thank you for listening to the show today and invite you to become an Aligned Women Insider. When you subscribe, you'll get access to our upcoming free Ideal Patient Challenge and bi-monthly masterclasses, plus insights from me on growing a practice that's right for you and your family that I only share with insiders. 
So head over to alignmoment.com and subscribe today.